for allowing me and my wife to be here today with all of you. I know I'm here not because I'm a minister or a missionary, but I'm here because of God's grace. Amen. If it wasn't for Jesus, I don't know where I would be today, but wouldn't be as nice as this place. Amen. We wouldn't feel what we feel. Boy, it's so exciting to see what is happening in here. Amen. Oh, I love it to come with my car over there and see all those signs pointing to here and see this wonderful building. Amen. This is wonderful. Thank God for that. This is exciting to see some new faces and to feel the spirit of revival here. I love this family. This family, they have been always so good to me. And please, you may be seated for a moment. Uh, this church, actually, about six or seven years ago, they became our first partners in missions. Yes, this church. And we thank God for that. And in the last four years, we have been working in Portugal and we have seen God doing great, great things. I hear that there is somebody here from the islands of Azores this morning. And we are starting a church there in Azores as well. We have a great group of people there. Several people have received the Holy Ghost in their life as we pray for them in the streets, in the parks of uh, São Miguel, Azores. And it's just wonderful to see very, that, that, that people is just amazing people, people from Azores. No stress. <laughs> it's just another world. When I get there, and when I go there, I come, you know, used to go to these um, international airports and I'm rushing, trying to go through security, and the security, they're like, hey, calm down. <laughs> Airplane will wait for you. <laughs> And everybody knows everybody. And it's just a special place. I love to go to Azores. Please pray. We have about 40 people now in Azores filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptizing Jesus. Let's pray for Azores. Not too long ago, we had a young man coming from there. And he's in our church in Lisbon, the capital, where he's receiving training. And we are praying that one day we'll go back to the islands and preach, continue to preach the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. So many of you believe there is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe we are celebrating a special occasion, Pentecost Sunday. But we're not celebrating like, uh, okay, this was something that happened a long time ago. We are celebrating because we are excited we believe with all of our hearts that this is something real that Amen. still happens Amen. today. That's why we are celebrating. And I'm sure your pastor will be praying for all of us to experience that Pentecostal experience Amen. today. Amen. I didn't went to Portugal to preach about religion. I went to Portugal to preach what I see in the Word of God. What I've been taught by great men of God. What I've learned through this fellowship of United Pentecostal Church is that religion does not save. What saves is a real relationship with right. Jesus. Yeah. And that's what God wants to happen today in this house. Real relationship is a place where we can talk to Him and He talks to us. 
We can touch him and he can touch us. That is a powerful experience to have with Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. You see, God has been good to me. When I was just 14 years old, without a father coming uh, from a dysfunctional family, living with my grandma, I was got, I got to a place where I became hungry for God. I needed a change. And I walked through the streets of Lisbon, the capital of Portugal, and I found this little door. On top of the door, there was this sign that said United Pentecostal Church of Portugal. And I walked inside of that building, and inside I found, I found a missionary. And just happened that that service was our missionary's first service in Portugal. God has been good to me. Amen. And I'm so glad today for a man and a woman that left. America left children, grandchildren behind and went to preach this wonderful message to the country of Portugal. Because that day while he was preaching, I couldn't quite understand too much he was saying, to tell the truth. He was doing his best preaching in Portuguese, but I tell you what, I begin to feel the power of God. I begin to feel the love of God. And I said, I need that. And I walked to that altar. And that day while I was praying, the missionary came close to me, just loved me as a son and began to pray with me. And that day, something happened that never happened before. God filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost. I began to speak in other tongues in a language I never learned before. Next day I was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of my sins. And I can tell you, my life has never been the same. I want you to know this is real. This is for you, for your children, for all the power of God. If God is calling you, God wants for you to leave this place with His presence in your life, in your family. God wants to make a difference. He wants to take us out of darkness into a marvelous, joyful, victorious light. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm ready to receive what God has for us. Are you ready? Amen. 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 I want to ask my, my wife. She has been with me, my two children, in Portugal for the last four years. I wouldn't be able to do what I do there without them. They are a great blessing to me. The people love them. They are learning Portuguese. And they are doing a good job. And God is helping them. And uh, we are just so blessed to be here. Thank you again. Because you gave in the last seven years. We closed the year of 2016 with six churches. Over 300. Over 300 constituents. Last year, 27 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because you gave, we were able to go. And we baptized 20 people in the year of 2016 in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Would you thank God for that? service on the second deputation. We're second edition. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm so thankful to be able to see so many new faces and 
So, so excited to see what God is doing in the city of Lathrop. This is exciting. I just cannot believe how good God is. We're so happy for you and for your new building. Congratulations to your pastor and his wife and to Bishop and his wife. We're so excited to be here. Please worship with me as I sing this morning. Number three, brother. I don't know if you. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus to the end forever. The same love He shared on the cross for me and you is still real. It still makes a difference. Please open the Word of God with me this morning in John 15. We're going to start reading in verse 7. Jesus, in this verse, He's speaking words that are more than just words. How many of you believe that when Jesus speaks, He speaks the truth? How many of you believe that there is power in the truth? So what we're going to hear here today, it's more than just words. It's powerful. It's the truth that set us free. John 15, 7, if you have it, please say Amen. Jesus said, if He abide in me. I mean, if you are glad that there is a place for you and me in the presence of Jesus. Amen. When Jesus said, if He abide in me, in other words, He's giving us an invitation today. Doesn't matter how old you are or young you are, from where you come from, from Portugal, from China, from Japan, from Stockton, Lodi. Yeah. If you abide in me, it means I have room for you in my presence. And then he said, in my words abide in you. That means that God wants for us to make room in our hearts for his words. He shall ask what he will. Well, I was blessed when I came here this morning. There were people praying before church. Asking God for revival. Asking God for healing. Asking God for the supernatural signs and wonders. He shall ask what he will. I mean, if you're going to ask the Lord... For something today. Amen. It's biblical. Right. To talk to Jesus. Otherwise this wouldn't be. A real experience with God. Right. I have an experience with my wife. Because I talk with her. She talks with me. Yeah. But if I wouldn't talk with her. We wouldn't have a relationship. Yeah. It's no different with, with God. Amen. Right. He's anxious to hear our voice. That's why he says. He shall ask what he will. Yes, that's right. I don't tell my children, just ask me what you want. Yeah. I don't. Because I know they're going to ask me for some stuff I can't get. That's right. But God loves us so much. Yes, He does. He wants to spoil us. Yes, Jesus. He wants to spoil you, brother. That's right. Just ask what you want. Amen. Do you want the Holy Ghost today? Amen. Just Amen. ask Him. Do you want peace in your life? Just ask Him. Do you want healing in your marriage? Just ask Him. You shall ask what He will. And it... Oh, what is this? And maybe. Is that what He says? Sometimes. Once in a while. No. It simply says, and Jesus said, it shall Amen. be done That's right. unto you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. This is the Pentecostal experience we are celebrating here today. Amen. Are you ready to enjoy a good time with Jesus? I want to preach a message with this title. The inevitable. Say with me, the inevitable. The word inevitable simply means something enabled to be avoided. Something certain. Something necessary, something sure to occur, something inalterable. Yeah, right. A good example of something in inevitable, doesn't matter if the world 
doesn't agree, or if they don't see it that way, something inevitable is the soon coming of Jesus Christ. One day those trumpets going to sound, and the church going to meet the Lord in the sky. In a place where there is no more tears, no more war, no more diseases, but joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. If you believe Jesus is coming, amen. Would you raise your hands and just ask the Lord to speak to us? Would you raise your voice and just ask the Lord to touch you, to touch your family, to touch your nation, your city, to touch your neighbors, your friends? Lord Jesus, God, I'm asking you today, Lord, make a difference starting in my life, God, and use my life in your hands for your glory, for your honor, that many souls may come to you through the power of your anointing, God, through the power of the testimony, God, that you have given us. Lord, we receive you today. We are willing to share with this world Jesus, we love you, God. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing today. But before I preach, I want to tell you how this message was born in my heart. There is about three points I must share with you to be totally honest with you. Number one, in the next few moments, I'll be preaching this message. And this message was born in my heart where I, when I was in a place where there was no doctors. And my son was very ill. And there was no doctors that could help him. And I cried to God. And I said, God, help me to grow to a place that when I pray, you hear my voice. And you do what no one can do. Right. This message was born in a time of stress. Yes. And God began to speak to me through His Word. And this message that way was born. I want to tell you today also, if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Him, say Amen. amen. I want to ask you, please exercise your faith. Amen. And believe today, not tomorrow, today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Believe that today God can give you a miracle. I'm asking you, please, to do this because without faith it is impossible to please God. Amen. One day I was preaching in a certain area in the United States and this blind man came to the altar and God restored his sight. I saw that. So God doesn't do miracles. Oh, miracles are not something from the past 2,000 years ago. God still performs miracles today. Now the secret is not in me. The secret is your faith in Jesus. Number three. If you don't know if God is real, if it's first time in church, if you're not quite sure about all this craziness that is happening here today, I just want to ask you as a friend, please give Jesus a chance. Yes. And please just tell him, Jesus, I don't know if you are real, but if you are, please show me your power. Good deal. Amen. It's my one. Today to share with you the Word of God. I'm not going to be teaching you anything. I'm just going to be reminding you. That we serve a God. That is mighty and powerful. He's a special God. With special characteristics. One of those characteristics. Is that my God. He knows everything. He knows everything. 
He knows the past, He knows the present, and He knows the future. The Bible says that He is the first and He is the last. He is the beginning and He is the end. He is the Alpha and He is the Omega. He is the author and He is the finisher of our That is telling you today, nothing will catch Him by surprise. When I first, the Lord began to open the doors for me to go to Portugal as a missionary. And I never prayed. God helped me to be a missionary. I never prayed. I look up to missionaries up to this day. They are my heroes. But the Lord began to open the doors. And I remember my deputation was supposed to start in Texas. And I lived here in California, Montica. And uh, I didn't have too much money to get from here to Texas. And, uh, but the Lord was opening the doors. We received a schedule. It was time to go. So we get in our car. And we drove all the way to San Diego. And when we got there, there was no more gas. And the children were hungry. Now, I do believe we need to be wise. There is times that God's going to push you to a place where you've never been before. There is times God's going to test your faith. And we got there and I remember, I thought, well, it's better to wait here until nighttime and begin to travel at night. Because during the day, every time we pass in front of a McDonald's, my kids will be screaming, I'm hungry, I want to eat. And I didn't want to deal with that, so I kept them busy during the day. And at night, when they were really tired, I put them in the car and... I covered them with blankets and I put the heat on, make sure they would fall asleep and we were ready to go. And all of a sudden, there was a car came behind me and stopped. And the lady that I never really talked with her before, she came to me and she said these words, I heard what you are doing. I want to bless you. She said, follow me. And I followed her to her car. She opened her car and there was bags with groceries. She said, carry them to your car. Now I want to tell you, God wants to bless you today. But you're going to need to pick up those blessings and carry with you to your home. To your family. God blesses people that are willing. That believes. That are not spiritually lazy. Amen. And then... She gave us an envelope. I was so happy about the food, I forgot about the envelope. <laughs> there was more groceries there than we needed for our travel. When God blesses, He really blesses. And you're going to know. And then, my wife finally reminded me about the envelope. Thank God for good wives. And we opened that envelope and there was 500 euros, dollars there. That help us with guests to get to our place. God is good. But I'm saying God knows everything. God knows everything. And I've never seen that lady again. God knows everything. God knows where you are and where you're going to be. Amen. But the same God that knows everything about me and you is also omnipresent. Say with me, he's here today. He's here today. The Word of God teaches that. It's not just me saying. The Word of God teaches that where there is two or three together right. with the same vision, with the same desire, 
it's not about numbers two or three no it's about the vision the unity when two or three are together with the same purpose god is in the midst of them so he, we agree to have faith together so we are in the same purpose today god is omnipresent that means that somebody can find him today right here right now right. or somebody can find him in the hospital somebody can find him in the highest mountain or in the lowest valley nothing can separate us from the love of god right. the word of god teaches that in psalm 139 verse 7 whither shall i go from thy spirit or whither shall i flee from thy presence if i ascend up into heaven a place of success the word of God says, Thou art there. If I make my bed in hell in a place of torment, place of darkness, place of pain, yeah. the word of God is telling me and you today, Behold, thou art there. Amen. If I take the wings of the morning in the well in the uttermost parts of the sea, a place of loneliness, a place that nobody sees you, that nobody has a word of comfort. That nobody is there to help you in yeah. the uttermost parts of the sea. The word of God says, even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand. God is a spirit. There is no right or left. But when he talks about the right hand of God, he's talking about the power yes. of God. Yes. Shall hold me. If I say surely the darkness, the problems, the sickness, all the financial situation shall cover me. Yeah. Even the night, even the problems, even the, the situation in my marriage, negative situation, even the night shall be light about me. Yeah. What that means, it means when God looks to darkness, he sees an opportunity for a miracle. Yeah. He sees an opportunity yeah. for this is an opportunity to show His love, His mercy, His power. Even the night shall be light about me. Somebody needs to believe today. The reason I'm passing through what I'm passing. Oh, it's dark. Oh, it's cold. But for God, this is an opportunity to transform death into life. Oh, yes, death into eternal life. Into a miracle, guilt into forgiveness. Yeah. Our God is a special, Amen. awesome God. Yes. I just want to remind you today that this God that knows everything from the beginning to the end, He is here today. And not only is He here today, but this same God has another characteristic. The Word of God teaches that He can do anything. Amen. Anything. 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 Or point to yourself and say, God can do anything for me. God can do anything. God can do anything. Point to this floor and say, God can do anything for this church. Point outside and say, God can do anything. God can do anything for this city. Anything. He's an awesome, powerful, real God. And it shall be done unto you. I'm preaching about God that can do anything. 
feel the Holy Ghost in this place. But church, when we read this powerful verse that often encourages and often makes us run in the aisles, and often makes us shout, it shall be done unto you. We rejoice when we hear these words. It gives us faith, but let's not forget that in the context of this verse, we clearly realize today if we pay attention that this wonderful promise of God is simply the result of a prior action. That's right. Actions produce reactions, brother and yeah. sister. Yes. If I begin to run around this building, it doesn't take too long for me to be sweating and hot and thirsty. If pastor you turns off the lights, that action will produce a reaction, will be darker. Actions produce reactions. If you touch the fire, that action will make you shout and dance a little bit. Actions produce reactions. Not only in the natural world, but also in the spiritual world. That's why Jesus here teaches how to get to this wonderful promise. It shall be done unto you. It's just the inevitable. It's going to happen in your life. When we do something before we receive the blessing. Right? You see, Jesus was surrounded by people that day. Now, Jesus could see what we can't see. I don't know nothing about you. But Jesus knows everything. And he could see men that were without a job. Women that were without a husband. Children that had no peace in home. and Men that were sick emotionally, physically, spiritually. And God that was manifesting the flesh through Jesus. Looked at his lives. And he said, and one thing is for me to say, come to my house. Another thing is for Jesus to say, if you abide in me, come close to me. Come close to me. If you abide in me. So today, we're going to more, do more than just hear the word of God. We're going to do what the word of God says. Amen. Just hear is not enough. You're going to need to grab the blessings God has for you. One time I, a pastor was preaching. I heard that message and he said, I had a vision. In the end of the service, I saw blessings, gifts in the altar. But I saw some people came and they got those, those gifts and they went home with those blessings. But there was many other blessings that stayed because some people didn't come and get them. And the angels came in the end and they collect those blessings and took them again. I don't want to lose what God has for me today. Could you just lift up your hands? Could you just push yourself to turn off everything that is catching your attention? Could you just turn off? Could you just take your eyes from the storm and put your eyes in the one that can calm the storm?
She brought it went in the presence of God. You know, I feel in that court to preach here today. I do. I was nervous to come here. You know, I've been so long in Portugal. And, um, the culture is so different. Church is different. Everything is different. It's taking me a while to connect with the ways the church in America operates and works. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the way it works. It's just a different culture. I know that if I just can enter in the presence of God, all of our differences will not matter. Who we are and our shortcuts and all our talents really matter. God going to make a difference. You see, I believe in this. That's why I went to punch you. I know as long as I can be in the presence of God, I know something going to happen. You know, as long as I can take somebody with me into the presence of God, something is going to happen in their lives. I'm not in Portugal because I'm a great preacher. No, I'm there because God is real. And I know that I can enter in His presence. And He's the one that can make a real difference. And will change. I need Him. I need Him. It's time to waking up His presence in our lives. And say, Lord, less of me. They opened the doors immediately and we run into the hospital. They begin to pump medication and oxygen and, and they begin to explain to me as long as he's in this seizure, he's not getting oxygen in his brain. And, and I don't know, but I felt God. I trusted you more than in any of this man. I appreciate this man. I'm not against medicine and doctors, but you are mighty God. You are powerful. Your blood that we sing this morning, the power of your blood still reaches the highest mountain, the lowest valley. There is power in the blood of Jesus. The word of God tells us that not the United Pentecostal church, not the missionary, the word, the eternal word of God. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. It's passing, it was still under a seizure. No little child cannot survive for too much longer. And his body was moving uncontrollably. And I, I needed to touch God. I needed to enter in the presence of God right there, right now. Sometimes God allows certain things in our life to happen for us to stop pushing to the next for the next special speaker in the next special uh, event and today God wants today your attention 
God's wants for you today to learn about His love and yes. His power. Yes. And I believe I'm not waiting. My son needs healing. And I remember, I asked a brother, come with me. And he followed me to the parking lot. And I raised my hands right there. People walking. I didn't care what they thought. I didn't care if they believed or if they think I was crazy. I needed to enter in the presence of God. Right there, right now. testimony but at a certain time the brother by my side got a little uncomfortable he said brother calm down I said brother I can't calm down but there will always be a voice in your life that will try to calm you down don't act so crazy what your friends going to think if they see you like that what's your family going to say if they see you losing it like that now, don't you act like those crazy Pentecostal people? Come on. Come on. That's going to happen. Maybe this happened a lot. Come on. Wait for next year. This is the next vision. God wants to show his love to them. What you going to do about that? You don't know the day of tomorrow, but what? Same window. God is giving us this opportunity. Right now, while we have a chance, why not hold his hand and say, God, do what you want to do. Let your will be done. Not my will, but let your will be done. Because God, you are always an all-time God. And you do everything perfectly. Lay off in your own understanding, the word of God says. Don't get let the flesh get all the way. This is a spiritual experience. God is spiritual. And two worshipers, they worship Him. They worship Him. They worship Him. And the God can watch. He calls When it's time to enter this presence, we worship Him. In spirit and in truth.
just to be here. I want to touch him. The blind man heard that Jesus was there and the blind man he decided I'm going to talk with Jesus and I'm going to ask him what I want. And he raised his voice and he began to call Jesus Son of David have mercy on me. I'm tired to be blind. I want to see what I never saw before. I want to see a revival like I never saw before. I want to see signs and wonders like I never saw before. I want to see myself giving Bible studies like I never saw before. I want to see myself pray for somebody in the streets and see their cancers being healed. says that some people around the blind man began to tell him, hey, don't torment the master. There will be always somebody that will come around that will tell you the same thing today. The devil's not playing around. He knows that if he can shut you and put the knot in your throat and chains around you, he has win the battle. The walls of Jericho are coming down when God's people begin to shout. Yes. There is power in your praise yes. today. There yes. is power in the apostolic Pentecostal praise. But when the blind man heard them say, Oh, why? I don't know if it was his mother, his father, his cousin, his friends. I don't know if it was even the disciples that came there and told him to be quiet. The Bible says that the blind man make up his mind. You read in the word of God. The Bible actually says that he lift up his voice more. Yes. Oh, right. Right. Amen. What I see in my mind is somebody that loses time. 
He said, I'm not going to be a professional Christian like this, folks, that are following here, Jesus. I really want to talk to Him. Yeah. And I really need Him. And I really want Him. Yes. I'm done with this. And the blind man probably got up in his feet. Come on. And he probably raised his hands. And he said, Jesus! Like you never seen a worship before. I'm not going to let the enemy steal my worship. I'm not going to let the voices without faith. Without understanding. Without vision. Muslim church in Europe in Portugal. You know how the pastor got to be a pastor? Because he was sick in his bed. But he heard that Jesus was real. And he was dying. Brother Osco, my good brother. We are brothers. We are just brothers. He loves me. I love him. But he prayed in his bed. Jesus, if you are real, And Jesus healed him. Thank you, Jesus. And he got up out of his bed and he went to one of our churches. And when his mother knew that he was coming to one of our churches, this is serious stuff. She tried to commit suicide. But he was already calling on Jesus for his family. It didn't work out. God has control of everything. The whole world is in the palm of his hands. Amen. And if it's not your time, it's not your time. He's, he owns your life. And today, his mother is in church. Amen. We are baptizing Jesus' name. The Father comes. The Father comes. He's not being baptized yet. But one of these days, we're going to continue to enter in the presence of God. We're going to continue to touch God and to talk to Him. And this man is going to be one God. Apostolic. Pentecostal. Tongue talking. Amen. 
He's the only solution for this world. Yes, Calm down, brother. This is the time, brother and sister, my friend. I don't know how many times you have been here. I don't know nothing about you. But Jesus is saying, if you abide in me, would you just give a chance to Jesus? And would you just begin to talk to him? Would you just begin to call on him like the blind man did? Because after a while, after the blind man called on him with all his heart, with all his soul, Jesus stopped and said, Who is calling me? between that blind man and the multitude that was following Jesus. All these were all there, but none of them was calling him like the blind man was. Now you have to worship in the presence of God. Jesus doesn't stop there. He says, for you, 21st century church, if you want to see signs, if you want to see wonders, if you want to see my salvation, you need to enter in my presence every day. Every day I am the source. Not your talents, not your speech, your sermons. My word, me, my touch, my love, my mercy, my forgiveness, that is abide in me and then Jesus said in my words abide in you there will be no revival without the word of God would you grab your Bible today would you grab it in your hand would you raise the word of God you might think oh, this is just another book think about it you know why people go to jail when they steal 
Because the word of God has inspired this world with righteousness. You know why it is a crime to lie? Because the word of God teaches that lying is sin. Oh, what would happen to this world if there was no word of God? Let me tell you, we need the word of God. It's in there. It's not United Pentecostal Church that saves. It's not the missionary. Oh no, it's the word of God. Not too long ago, there was a sister in our church from Asia that said that her father has an addiction with alcohol for many years and he wanted to stop but he just can't. And she came to our church and she oh, got baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. She's just excited about this Pentecostal experience and she went home and she, like never before, felt the desire to forgive, forgive her dad. For all the embarrassments. From all the beatings. Sometimes before a miracle takes place, you're going to need to forgive your husband. You're going to need to forgive somebody. There's something connected with forgiveness and worship. That's why Jesus said, you know, if you have something against your brother, leave your offering. Don't give it. Leave it over there. Go make things right with your brother. Then come and give your offering. She said, Daddy, forgive me for the rude words. For the first time, I began to weep. There is power in forgiveness. And she says, I want to change, but I can't. And she said, Dad, I know what's going to help you. And said, what is that? She opens the word of God and said, read Acts 2.38. And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is real. From that day on, that man never drink again. There is power in the word of God. But the word of God is real. Amen. When Jesus found this world was without shape and form, but Jesus spoke. The Bible says God spoke, let there be light. And the power of his word, even before the sun was created, there is power in the word of God. Yeah. And what God says it's going to happen. words abide in you. Amen. We need to make room for the word of God. Yes. As you raise your Bible, I know you don't have time to put me and you don't have time to put all the word of God in our lives but we have time to make a commitment God, I'm going to read your word. I'm going to preach your word. I'm going to meditate in your word. Oh, I'm going to be just a nice more than just a nice guy to my neighbor. But I'm going to share with him your word. I'm going to throw the seed, God. Do you love the word of God? Do you love the word of God? There was a sister in, in China. 
communist soldiers took the Bible from her. Said, never again. We want to see with the Bible. And these communist soldiers grabbed this elderly sister's hand and they broke every bone in their hands so that she could never again hold anything, especially the Word of God. missionaries went to preach in that village when he was done he put this Bible by his side and these beautiful people came to greet the missionary and when she came she saw the Bible and tears began to roll down her cheeks I want to ask you do you really love the word of God you were so touched I don't know have you ever seen somebody just weeping just to look at a Bible He saw it and he said, I want to give you my Bible. She said, no, I know how important that is. No. He said, no, you know what? Take it. I have one on my cell phone. I have one on my computer at home. I have one in my car. Church, there will be no excuse for this nation. If we stop making room, stop making room for the Word of God. There will be no excuse. That's why every night before my children go to bed, we stop everything, turn off everything. It's time to read the Word of God. Amen. And it thrills me when my daughter and my son say, Daddy, are you going to read the Word of God? Sometimes I'm tired. Amen. Oh, man, I just want to sleep. And my daughter, Daddy, I'm waiting. I love that. <laughs> Do you love the Word of God? So let's make a commitment. God, I'm going to put my eyes in your word. I'm going to put my eyes on your word. I'm going to learn from it. Every midweek service, I'm going to come when the doors are open. And I'm going to hear your word. I'm going to receive your word. Every Sunday, God. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to make room for your word. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Jesus. Number three, he says, he shall ask what you will. Yes, Yesterday I heard there was prayer meeting Saturday night here in this church. Amen. Jesus. You, you shall ask what you will. Yes. Somebody prayed for you last night. Yes. And you're probably going to get it because somebody yes. prayed right? for you to get a blessing. Right. So, I don't know what you want. But I want to that is okay, Pastor, to open this altar. Absolutely. Thank you. Jesus. And I want to ask you, please. One thing is for me to say, ask me what you want. Another thing is for Jesus to say, ask what you want. What do you want, brother and sister? Would you come to this altar today? Maybe you need healing in your body. Would you tell him, Jesus, I need healing in this part of my body. Maybe you need healing in your marriage. Maybe you have addictions in your life that you have fought for a long time. But you have not overcome them yet. Maybe you need forgiveness. Whatever you need. It's your time between you and Jesus. Oh, we knew Jesus when he looked at the eyes of this man and woman. And they've committed sins. And we all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. 
all of us. He knew he could see you everything. He knew the stealing and the cussing and the lying. And even though he knew all the failures, he looked at those people around him that morning and he said because he loved them, because he cared for them, ask what you will, what you want. Now that's a good father. That's a good father. You need a job? Jesus, ask him, I need a job. Are you looking for a church? Tell Jesus, lead me. Confirm to the right church. Whatever you need, ask what he will. God, would you touch her right now by your spirit and power, God? God, would you touch this precious woman right now, Lord? God, would you touch her right now, Lord, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet? There is something that can separate us from God. It's sin. So we're going to ask God, forgive us. Forgive us of all of our sinful actions, sinful thoughts, sinful words. Those are the three ways we can sin. So right now, together, we're going to ask God, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God, of my sins, my failures. Forgive me, God, that sin Sin is the only thing that can separate us from Him today. But He wants to break that wall, that division. The blood of Jesus is too thrown. If you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive. Talk to Him. Take the time. Those that want to live with the Holy Spirit in your life, I want to ask you just lift up your hands and let the Holy Spirit in this house flow in your soul, flow in your mind, flow in your life. I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, everybody that believes God is going to fill us with His Spirit, renew us with His guidance, His love. Everybody going to shout hallelujah.